I just want to pause this episode for a second to tell you about something super exciting that I'm hosting on the 22nd of May and it's absolutely free. It's my brand new imposter syndrome breakthrough masterclass. I cannot wait because in this one hour masterclass, I'm going to show you how you can make the ultimate shift from struggling to execute with confidence and feeling not good enough and confused as to how you can make changes to exploding your personal confidence in your leadership role and eliminating imposter syndrome for good so you can make the impact you want to make while maintaining balance and having a lot more fun too. Trust me, this is going to be so worth an hour of your time. Head over to lucygarnan.com forward slash masterclass right now to save your seat. Welcome to the Powerhouse Revolution podcast. I'm Lucy Garnan, ex-corporate leader turned CEO of my dream business, helping corporate female leaders just like you to create your dream career and life. At 40, I quit the corporate world as I was tired of doing a job that no longer lit me up and wanted to live my life my way. I created the Powerhouse Revolution podcast to give you simple, actionable tips and strategies to help you create the perfect career and lifestyle that you and your family deserve. So if you're a corporate female leader or manager who is ready to step into her superpowers and live the life you were born to live, you are definitely in the right place because life is way too short to dread Mondays. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to episode number 35 of the Powerhouse Revolution podcast. I actually cannot believe we are 35 episodes in and I just want to say thank you so, 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 so much for all of your support every week on this podcast. I'm super, super happy when I get your feedback, when you tell me that you find episodes valuable. So please get in touch if you haven't done already or leave a review for the podcast if you've been finding it enjoyable. So all is really, really good with me and today I just wanted to kind of talk a little bit from the heart and there's something that's kind of been on my mind about corporate culture and that's what I wanted to talk to you a little bit about today. So I'm going to talk to you about the biggest mistake that corporations make with their people and five ways you can fix it. So let me just back up a little. I worked in the corporate world for about 20 years and I'm a business owner now too. So I fully understand how businesses need to run, okay? They're there to make money and they're there to serve people, end of. But what's really, really important is that we don't forget about the people who work in our businesses or who work on your team because people shouldn't have to miss out on their life. They shouldn't have to go into work in a state of fear or hold themselves back from being who they really are because I believe we're all here to experience the world and experience life as our soul, as who we are. And when you instill fear into it, when there's a fear culture, it kills all innovation, it kills all creativity. So in my opinion, the biggest mistake that many, many corporations make is that they focus more on profits than people. And they instill this fear culture, this do whatever it takes to get the job done culture. Now, like I said, as a business owner myself, believe me, I fully understand the aim of the game is to make money. But the fear culture and fixed mindsets that are subconsciously instilled in many corporations are counterproductive. 
So, you know, I'm big into mindset and I want to talk to you a little bit about what happens in your mind when you're in a state of fear. So, for example, if you as the leader have a deadline and you need your team to get something done, I have seen leaders where they're like, come on, we can't miss this or this big event is happening and it's like, an or else mentality, like we have to get this done. But it's not in a way of, I suppose, inclusion and it's not in a way of collaboration. It's more, you know, banging the stick and beating the fists on the table to get the job done. Those days are gone. That way of leadership is absolutely gone. So what we need to do is make sure that your your team and your people feel safe with you. So when your mind senses fear, so the way your brain works, and I've explained it on other episodes before, but very quickly, when we receive information, it immediately goes into that primitive part of the brain because our brain's number one priority is to um, protect us from threat, okay? So if your brain perceives there's a threat, and the word perceives is the operative word here, it goes into fight or flight. So if, for example, you have a very dominating personality and you ask a more timid team member in a stern, maybe authoritative stance, maybe you're angry with somebody, you're going to trigger a fear mindset within your team member. And when that happens, it releases adrenaline, cortisol and all of those stress hormones. And that person is literally in survival mode. So when they're in survival mode, they cannot operate from a place of creativity, innovation, problem solving and all the things that we want our team to operate in. Okay, so what we want to be doing is creating a sense of safety. So I fully get that green KPIs are not only a reflection on you and on your department and on your business, but it's a major reflection, I guess, on you and your performance because in the corporate world, we're measured by your performance because obviously you've got to demonstrate your value. But I want you to know that sometimes it's okay for the metrics to go red. It does not mean you're a failure. It means there is a business process that needs to be fixed. And it's your job to improve the business, not blame the people. So if you're multitasking, come back to me. If your people make mistakes, it's your job to improve the business process that's most likely broken, not blame the people. And I worked in the in the pharmaceutical industry for years where we would have practiced a lot of Lean Six Sigma, a lot of um, problem solving tools and techniques and every single root cause analysis. You know, you go back to a business process, but sometimes there is a people flaw. Sometimes the person who made the mistake was up late with a baby last night. And, you, you know, you can't write that down as a real reason, right? But that's the reality, okay? So you've got to know your people. Or sometimes there wasn't enough people on the shift to actually get the job done. But again, we can't say that because we're afraid of how we will look. And that's fine. But it's your job to fix that process. Do not sweep it under the carpet. Just please stop blaming and stop with the fear culture. And I, I'm I'm sure if you're listening to my podcast, you know, you are not the kind of person who would do this as a leader because I know that you love guiding your team. I know that you love seeing them get recognized by senior leaders and by offsite groups and things like that. I know that you're, you care and that you have empathy for your team. But if you know other leaders maybe who don't or who don't, who, not, who are not aware of their style and the impact it's having, 
listening, please send us this podcast to them because I fully believe that if you lead with a a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset, i.e. there is no such thing as failure, it's just an opportunity to learn. Every single red KPI is an opportunity to learn. Things just don't seem so scary. And speaking of growth mindset, did you know that people who have a growth mindset are 34% more likely to feel a strong commitment to their organization and 65% more likely to say their companies takes risks and 49% more likely to say their organization promotes innovation. So we want people to have a growth mindset. We want failure to be okay because failure is part of business. Except for sometimes we have these unrealistic expectations of our team members to get it right all of the time. It's not realistic. So I don't know why we're surprised when mistakes happen because they're part of life. So pushing your team as opposed to pulling them is a short-sighted tactic. You can lead with the iron fist, it will get you so far, but you will not create loyalty and you will create a lot of resentment. And when you have resentment within your team, trust me, they ain't being productive. They're talking about you, they are afraid of you and they're afraid to do, they're afraid to be who they really are. So again, I'm not saying it's you. Maybe maybe you're on the receiving end of this from somebody. Maybe it's your boss who has this, you know, authoritative stance and who maybe can be a bit aggressive. And people like that are very, very challenging to work with. So you've just got to do what you can do to protect yourself. I remember years ago, an old boss of mine, her name was Deirdre. She said something to me that really stuck with me when I was starting out in my people management career. And she said, You can't push a piece of string, but you can pull it easily. So meaning that if you push people and you instill fear and pressure, they don't follow because you can't push a piece of string. Did you ever try? It wiggles all over the place. But if you lead with authenticity and a sense of inclusion and togetherness, you can pull that string all day long and that job will just get done. Because people want to follow you. If you want to be a good leader, you want your team to follow you. You don't want to have to push them, okay? But many leaders don't lead this way. Now, I do believe that the the culture is changing. I do believe there's a lot more awareness around authentic leadership, a lot more awareness around, um, you know, bringing your authentic self to work. And a lot of people still don't even know what that means, right? So, yeah, like, really, I just really want to say that, I think that is the biggest mistake is putting profits before people. So there are five things that you can do as a leader and even to bring this into your organization and start the conversation around trying to shift the culture. My recommendations are this. I have five things I want you to do. Okay, I want you just to say that your team all come to work to do a good job. Very few people set out in the morning and they get up and they go, do you know what? I'm going to go into work today and I'm going to do an absolutely shit job. Nobody says that, okay? Maybe there's a handful of people who are disheveled or whatever the word is, right? To, you know, maybe they have that. But most people, most people on your team, if not all of them, they just want to do a good job and they want to please you. So support them. Don't dominate them. Now, there's time and a place for domination. There's a time and place where, yes, sometimes you need to stand strong and be a a firm leader. Absolutely. But for the most part, lead with your heart and support them. And I promise you, everything changes when you do that. 
The second thing I would say is encourage a growth mindset and look for learnings in time of failure except instead of scolding, okay? So a growth mindset is basically that there is no such thing as failure, that all failures are opportunities to learn and grow versus a fixed mindset is, oh my God, there's a problem. Oh my God, there's a problem. This can't be happening. You're very fixed in your thinking. And there's a whole, I mean, I'm going to do a podcast on growth mindset again, because it's there's a whole, um, I suppose there's a whole piece I can do on that. But it's really important that you're always looking for the learning, the growing, the opportunity in every single apparent failure, especially those times where the shit hits the fan and the world feels like it's collapsing around you. I want you to remember, look for the learning, look for the gift, look for the opportunity, because it is always there. The third thing I would say with your team is to share your failures and how you overcame them, making it safe for them to fail too. Some of my very best LinkedIn posts that I do, the best performing posts are where I share relatable failures. And I do this on purpose so that my um, connections and so that my listeners on my podcast feel like it's okay to fail too, because it is okay to fail. There is no such thing as perfect. And actually, the more you fail, the closer you are to succeeding. And it's the same for your team. The fourth thing I would say is learn about what your team does so you understand how hard their jobs really are. So often we can belittle or think that some of the things our team are doing are, you know, they're they're below us because we've kind of come past that stage and, you know, you expect an awful lot of your team. But do you really know how long it takes them to do what you're asking? Do you know the blocks that are, in, that are in their way? Do you know the cumbersome business processes that keep them awake at night, that frustrate them because all they want to do is get the job done? Do you understand your team's capacity? Like these are super important things that you need to understand as a leader in order to be able to support your team. And there's a couple of ways you can do that. Number one, you can ask them. Roughly how long does it take? Or tell me when you get this task, I'm just really curious to understand your working day. And you want to do this in a way that they don't think you're spying, of course. But just say that, look, you're you're curious to understand their capacity and how difficult their job is. Can they explain? And listen with open ears and you will be surprised what you will learn. And then the, fi- the fifth thing, like I said just now, is to understand their capacity. And once you understand that, just don't overload them. Because if you overload your team and they won't say no because they're afraid of you because you're the boss, many of them are, you'll just see more errors. So I don't know why leaders are often surprised when their teams are under immense pressure and they pile on more pressure and then there's mistakes. Mistakes happen when your brain is beyond capacity. There is only so much information our brains can actually take in in the day. And it's up to you as the leader to understand your team's capacity, okay, so that you can fairly distribute the workload and try and work together to get the job done, okay? So that's just a, the quick episode today. So that's what I think the biggest mistake corporations make is. And I've given you five things that we, what you can do instead if you want to instill a better culture within your own team and then hopefully within your wider company too. 
And if you'd like to learn more actually about some of the masterclasses that I do, so I deliver a lot of masterclasses in corporations. So one of the topics I would speak on is this whole area of authentic leadership and on growth mindset and things like that. Please, please just send me an email to hello at lucygarden.com or send me a DM on LinkedIn or Instagram and I can share some of the masterclass topics that I do so that I can inspire your leaders too. And if you are not the right person, maybe you might just send all my details to HR or your women's group coordinator because I would absolutely love to come into your company and talk on one of the many topics that I speak on to try and inspire and motivate your team members. So that's it for this week's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. I will link um, my contact details at the show notes at lucygarden.com forward slash 035. And I will talk to you again next week. Have a good one.